Welcome to the Resound Worship Songwriting Podcast, episode 99. I'm Joel Payne. I'm Sam Hargreaves. And this is a podcast to equip and inspire grassroots songwriters serving their local church and beyond. This episode marks the first day of the new season of the 12 Song Challenge and will be full of useful info about how to take part, as well as the important first challenge for September. Woohoo! Hi, Joel. Hi, welcome We're back. Welcome back. Welcome back from, how do you say it, Sverige? Or something like that? It's Sverige, yeah, hey, Sweden. Cool. Yeah. This is episode 99 as well. I know. Which is a milestone. It is. Have you brought a flake with you? Well, it's funny. Last night I was leading that song, um, you know, Reckless Love, yeah. a Bible study. And someone said, Reckless Love ask? at a Bible study. That's a, <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to know what, what that's about. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> some, dodgy, some dodgy novel. Um, and somebody said, can I just ask, what is that about leaves the 99? And they, they hadn't oh, made yeah. the connection between the, you know, the, 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 the shepherd yeah. parable. Mm. And then I had this image in my head of Jesus, like having this ninety-nine, which probably American listeners need to understand. It's like a, uh, it's like a whippy ice cream with a uh, yeah, chocolate flake in it. They don't do ninety-nine millimeters in, in America, do they? What do they call a, a Mr. Whippy ice cream with a chocolate flake? Isn't it to do with they... it being ninety-nine millimeters long, or is it all? I've not. I have no idea, but I just imagine Jesus. He's got this ice cream with his chocolate flake, and then he sees one of us has wandered off, and he leaves it <laughs> melting in the sun <laughs> as, he, as he goes to go and save us. I mean, is there any greater love it than to leave the ninety-nine? It actually works. It's <laughs> very good. So, uh, first-time listeners to the podcast, welcome. You probably discovered this is just like every other podcast. We start <laughs> off with. <laughs> Um, all kinds of segues and side conversations. But what were we talking about? S- Sweden. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so you but you yes. had the lovely light, and now you're back in the lovely Luton. Uh, yes, it's a bit of a sort of a bump going from like the most beautiful place on earth to Luton, which has the most beautiful people on earth. Yeah, I mean, that's um, pretty, pretty cool. But um, yeah, and uh, the other thing that I am, I haven't really done a lot else to tell you about, but I did want to say in the last podcast. I said, hey, why don't we do a thing every day where we post a picture of the songbook from the last 12-song challenge and we oh, yeah. start at number one and we work all the way through. And I did this very faithfully for two weeks and then I went on holiday and after I'd been on holiday for a bit, I was, I just couldn't face it. I couldn't face Facebook. I had a real Facebook kind of yeah, fast when right. I was away. I do that. And amazingly, the wonderful 12-song challenge community have just kept it going. I know. So it's brilliant and I love it. And um, people have been you know very faithfully posting a picture yeah. a day of the the song a day and it's just it's such a cool way of kind of reminding so i'm going to get back into it now cool. I'll have, after having a large hiatus uh but i'm really grateful to the people who've done it and who've commented and i know mike clifford if there hasn't been a score he's been yeah. sitting there and making a score Amazing. which is just brilliant yeah so brilliant. thanks everybody i've got a score for mine but i've i've every anticipation mike will post the correct score <laughs> I've um yeah so you got in case anybody has been wondering what's going on there um at the end of the challenge uh everyone who reaches the end of it gets to put a song in the 12th challenge songbook and then that gets sent to all the finishes um and uh as a sort of devotional exercise and just to kind of celebrate who we all are um been going through a song a day which has been really, really lovely um well 
uh, I'm, we're getting to the end of our eight-week summer holiday. Something went wrong in the, the council planning somewhere, and they <laughs> managed to give us eight, about eight weeks of summer holiday here in Leicestershire. Oh, wow. Yeah, true, true story. Um, but during that time, I've been working on a couple of albums, working on Sing a Hymn for Resound, yeah. and New Light Has Dawned for Jubilate. It's just lots of creating lots and lots of resources um, and so on. That's kind of fun, and been really nice to release the first couple of songs from that, and a really wonderful yeah. reception for it, actually. So that's uh, cool, pretty thrilling. We're going to play you another exclusive track at the end of the podcast as well, so that would be Yay. nice to share. So that um, Sing a Hymn album, that's going to come out basically in this month that we're we're producing this podcast it is yes i haven't quite pinned down the date because i'm just waiting to get everything ready but But sometime in september it's gonna fully drop we've already put those couple of videos out um already as sort of previews but just want to say um you know in these weird days that we live where you don't sell proper cds anymore and all of that um if you like the songs that you hear when we drop them anything you can do to sort of share them online sharing the videos pointing people towards the you know if you think it's rubbish then don't do it but if you like the album don't think that your influence is not important because it really is and all the more kind of clicks and shares and all those things uh, that you can do will definitely get the word out um another thing we've been working on is with our charity song and hymn writers foundation which oversees everything we do oh firstly we did that um kind of regular giving thing didn't we and i was trying to um yeah and honestly, people really came through. And just a huge thank you. We wanted to try and get about £8,000 a year in additional regular giving. So it's kind of gives us really um, something solid to work with. And it's, we basically hit that. And um, that's thanks to people supporting us. So thank you yeah. um, hugely to everyone who did. Um, but also that gets onto the idea that we are a charity and have trustees. Mm. And so we're in a, a little phase. We're about to start advertising basically to try and recruit a few new trustees and bring a bit of um partly to replace one or two stepping down but also to bring a bit of experience and expertise into the mix so we are particularly interested in people who have experience in hr in legal things in charity ness music publishing (laughs) industry fundraising communications and marketing so if any of those you think oh i know that or i know somebody who loves who would love what you do and is really good at that stuff um watch this space we'll be sending out um some emails about it um or you know drop us a line get in touch ladies and gentlemen it's time to launch the new season of the 12 song challenge (laughs) and we are thrilled as always to be joined by the wonderful keiko from far across the atlantic hey keiko it's been a while how are you doing Good. I'm doing really well. Thanks. How are you guys? I'm just coming to the end of a, a, a long school summer. Well, actually, I say a long school summer holiday. I think you have much longer school summer holidays than we do. So it's long for us. Feels long. It's about eight weeks. What do you have? Well, how long mm. do the kids get off in your neck Let's of the woods? Let's see. Um, it kind of depends on where you live in the States. Ah. So I've noticed that on the West Coast, they get out much, much earlier, but then they, they start up again. So let's see. I haven't counted the weeks. It's it's a good two months. <gasps> yeah worth eight nine yeah. weeks something like that yeah that's a lot yeah 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 um, as if you, if you had crazy because we've had crazy heat waves over here if, has the heat been crazy over there yes it has Gosh. yeah yeah it's been really hot right now it's okay we had um this past week there was a bunch of rain so it finally broke but i think a lot of places in in the country have been pretty hot so yeah we should do an album about that 
<laughs> Being really hot. Well, no, just more about the it is hot, hot, hot. The courses behind it. So, twelve song challenge. Um, we're going to start. On, you were listening to this, hopefully on the first of September. We do record a couple of days early, so I occasionally say things like next month when I mean this month. But the reader shall let the reader understand, or let the listener understand, as one of the apostles would say. Um, <laughs> It's the 12 Song Challenge. At this point, there are 134 people registered. Um, usually there's a big flurry in the final days, so we'll see see how that looks when it starts. But we're excited. Who is any? Are either of you feeling excited or enthusiastic for the new season? Yes. Yes, well, I'm well, really well, excited. Well, one of you is. I'm, I think that's but... good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nervous too, though. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, there's so many great writers and I feel like so I've written a bunch of songs but I always get to the end not feeling quite sure how I got from point A to point B so I'm like can I really do that again? Oh. <laughs> so So anyway, but yes. Yeah. I'm excited to be back back on track. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um just quickly ref- refresh uh people's um memories and also there there may be people listening to this who are not involved in the 12 song challenge which is wonderful and we're delighted to have you as well um the challenge works like this each month we give you a challenge um you work up some kind of idea and for a song and you post it onto our forum and then um uh people will comment on it more specifically for those who really are taking part um just little housekeeping things it's really helpful if when you post your song up you just put the title and a bit of audio and then you add lyrics and introduction to it and other stuff in the thread. So the word the thread won't mean much to you until you go and get onto Slack. But once you do, you'll see how other people do it. And that's really helpful for getting around. Um, and then what you have to do is come up with one song idea. It doesn't have to be finished, perfect, brilliant, big, anything. It just has to be something. You've got to have a go. And you make a constructive contribution to three other people's songs. And that's it. You've completed your month in the challenge and if you do that for 12 months you are counted as a finisher and you get a song in the 12 song challenge songbook for that year and you get your own um, special copy of it as well which we've been talking about so far on the podcast does that sound about right that's the that's basically how it yeah. works and share share the song in the format that works for you so if you are somebody that um really is just a lyricist yeah uh, you might just start by putting some lyrics up uh, if you are someone who writes, you know, dots, sheet music, then you might put the sheet music up. If you are someone who can just simply record onto their phone or straight into GarageBand or something, that's great. If you like to work up bigger arrangements, um, there's always a little bit of discussion around that. Uh, we do kind of encourage people, if possible, to put fairly simple demos up to begin with because if it's really worked and arranged, Sometimes people feel hard to say, oh, do you want to change that? Because they worry that, oh, but this sounds it sounds finished, basically. Yeah. Um, however, we've also come to that from the other angle of saying, for some people, their creative process is that they're kind of arranging as they go. And they might not be a brilliant singer, but they can make a really nice sounding arrangement. So that maybe they can. So there's no kind of hard or fast rules. Sure. But, it, you know, and just don't be intimidated by what you see other people doing. Just do what you do. And, you know, that's your that's your gift. That's what your way of bringing it. And everyone has strengths and weaknesses. Brilliant. Well, one thing we're going to do 
that is new this time is we are going to divide everybody up into teams. And these teams are very Ooh. informal. They don't really mean a lot. You don't have to sort of win a team prize or anything like that. But it's just going to give you a group of people. There'll be a team leader who's very experienced in the challenge. Just a group of names for you to look out for. And your leader can have a little look out for you as well. So that it can be a bit bewildering with so many songs. Uh, but none of it means you can't interact on every single song if you want to. There are people who have tried to interact on every single song in a month. I know David Brackenbury has done it, and I suspect other one or two other people have managed it too. Uh, I, I never have, I'll be honest. No. There's a lot of songs. Um, but it's just to kind of give you a little bit of a sense of community. But they're very informal. There's no particular rules around those things. But we'll, no. I will, we'll let, launch those on the with the kind of uh, well they should have been launched i suppose when you're listening to this for, for me the team thing is going to help me i think because i sometimes go to the forum and go oh my goodness where do i start there are so many songs that have been posted you know in the first week or two or whatever how do i even how, how do i choose and so if i know well here's my little list of names that are my team i will prioritize those things and it'll sort of take the the paralysis out of it otherwise yeah. I say, oh i don't even know where to start i don't i'm not mm. even going to bother but if i know well, these people are on my team i'm going to try and help them out first that's going to be the way i that's going to help me anyway cool yeah that's a great idea so there are only two rules to the challenge one is that we give ideas generously so if you're helping someone with their song you're not trying to claim a share of the song and vice versa it's just a free sharing of ideas unless you actually have set out to do a co-write together, then that's fine. But other than that, yeah. that's the understanding. And the second thing is just be kind, be nice. And it seems to yeah. work. Everybody is pretty kind <laughs> and nice on this challenge. So we do love it. Um, I thought it might be quite good just at the outset. Um, Sam, you started already with one or two ideas, but just a few little tips from Keiko and Sam, who are veterans of the challenge, uh, just for how to how to survive and how to get through. So I've just got four little categories. I thought I would ask you, um for your thoughts maybe i'll start with you on on this one sam yeah just how do you you're given the challenge for that month how do you just approach that first writing process getting from nothing to something yeah so i just would say make the early stages very playful and messy so kind of don't stress out if you can't get something perfect you know you hear the challenge you go oh right i'm gonna write i've got this idea and you try and get the perfect thing out in the first couple of days don't stress about that it's much better to try a lot of short and kind of varied ideas rather than obsessing about one particular approach so you know have a little go a chorus of something mm, okay now let's do something really different you know just be kind of generative and 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 throw things out in the early stage um and then i would say as well when you when you think, oh, maybe this is something to put on the on the forum now, I tend to just give it maybe like half a day or a day and come back to it. That helps me have a little bit of distance between here's my initial splurge, and then after I kind of come back and go, oh, okay, now I see. And so I and then once I've got to that point, then I'll probably put that that sort of simple idea up, you know. And even if it is just a verse or a chorus or whatever, it doesn't have to be a lot, but just gives you a bit of space at the beginning. Yeah. How about you, Keiko? How do you approach it each month? Um, I think that's great advice to to be sort of playful because uh, I find for me anyway that's that's helpful because I'll approach a challenge and feel kind of I don't know frozen or immobilized by this kind of pressure to make something great right away um, mm. and so I, I can't even start so um, yeah I think write first and edit later mm. you know be be willing to write a bad song first and then fix it later kind of a thing like just you know don't put too much pressure on yourself. And I find it um, really helpful to maybe have sort of 
um, uh, gotten partway through writing the song, but really, really helpful to um, imagine actual people in my congregation singing it. Mm. Um, that helps me to um, sense whether um, this is going to work. So, and kind of, I guess I'm sort of in the middle age wise. So imagine maybe like my a, my ten year old singing it, or you know, one of the the elders uh, mm. in my church or something like this. Um, uh, and that kind of helps put it in a helps me not go too far astray in one mm. direction or another and tries to make it relatable, um, both lyrically and uh, musically. So that helps me a lot. And also, um, I kind of like to view these challenges as sort of personal, an opportunity for personal growth in my writing. So I might sometimes start by writing all the lyrics first and then putting um, those to melody or um, a different month try to do the melody first and you know I mean yeah. it doesn't have to be one way you can yeah. um, sing a line in the shower have a seed idea and then and then you know build a song around around that so yeah thank you um, my I think my top tip for overcoming the inertia I shared this at the end of the, the last challenge is I put a drum beat on I just yeah. I've just I haven't got anything I don't know what to say I've got nothing and so I find I, I might I, mean, I sometimes use it in my, on my um, recording software. I just find a drum loop or something like that, and I just play it. Oh, you could just Google it. You know, I don't know. There must be loads of drum loops out there, and yeah. and then I start singing along, and I find that is often the key to getting from nothing to something. So that's my little yeah. tip for you. And that's why sometimes when I put my songs up, they have these weird drum beats in. And it's not because I'm a hip hop <laughs> producer. It's just because that's what I I did, couldn't do anything, so I had to find a drum beat. That's what I did. Yeah, I, I find that really helpful too. It's amazing how much a, a groove, just the groove itself, can kind mm. of give give a sense of how the song overall is going to feel. And so I'll, I'll do that too. Not so, just a drum beat, but like maybe a particular song. Yeah. Um, we'll listen to it for a while, and then maybe if if that if the ethos of that song captures what I'm going for, then maybe kind of write in the style of that song. But what about when when it comes to commenting on other people's songs? Because um, that can be quite intimidating to do, can't it? Um, but at the same time, we've all usually got something quite helpful, constructive. We've got something to offer because, you know, the whole point of this process is to bounce things off one another and see what we can learn. I think it's important to, um, to say what you like about the song first um, and maybe not just, oh, it's great, sounds awesome, but try to be pretty specific about what you think works mm-hmm. um, and what connects with you. And then, um, and then I don't know, try to... Um, think of maybe just one or two things that um, if they were incorporated would make the biggest impact on the song. And then over time, as we kind of gradually get to know each other, you'll get a sense for um, various people. And if they're sort of wanting to have, you know, a lot more super detailed feedback and some people, you know, don't prefer that. So, um, yeah, we can we can get to know each other gradually over time. Mm. Yeah, I guess I would. Uh, I agree with all that. Um, just add, uh, not too long. Um, sometimes people will write essays in response to someone's songs. Yeah, just try and keep yourself brief. Uh, leave space for somebody else to make a comment. And I love it when people put sound clips of their ideas because sometimes when you try and explain in words, oh, could you change the last semi-brief to a yeah. semicolon or something? You just don't really know what they're on about. But if you just Especially do a really <laughs> if you do a really simple like voice note on your phone or something just like singing the melody you were thinking or the chords you were thinking 
that's super Keiko does that all the time she's brilliant at that it's yeah. really helpful and uh, the thing I would say is I will often preface what I say with if I were writing this song I would and I mm. just find that a much easier way into it because I'm th- that way I don't know I'm just offering an idea um, and you <laughs> I'm not writing it's it not. so you don't have to but yeah. this is this is what I would do what about when you receive some critique and you have mm. to then respond to it. You know, how much should you listen to? Uh, should you get in a big argument? Should you do everything everyone says? I I like to try to um, again see it as a learning opportunity and to take on as much as you can. Obviously, if you have all kinds of comments and a lot of times they might be conflicting. Yeah. I mean, you can't. You sort of. Um, it can be overwhelming. You can't incorporate everyone's ideas, obviously, but. Um, but generally op- approaching them with an open mind, with a willingness to try. And you may try it and then decide that what you did before you like you like best and come back to it. But at least you've given it a try. And, and I found that um, a lot of times if you get a lot of comments about something, even if you don't necessarily go with what they're suggesting, um, it's, it's still an indication that maybe whatever you have isn't quite working. Mm. Um, so it's worth kind of going going back over and trying to... I mean, take it seriously, mm. even if you don't yeah. do it exactly. exactly. Yeah. I think there's also something about sort of putting it in your own words. Or I was, I was thinking about the analogy of like, you know, there's a difference between quoting something and paraphrasing something. Yeah. So if you, you know, if, if Keiko says, oh, Sam, I would do this in the chorus, I can kind of go, okay, now how how do I process that in my own words? How do I make that my own? And I've seen people in the past where they've taken so many people's ideas verbatim that it's not really mm. a song that's in their heart anymore because they mm. kind of have, oh, I've got to do this and I've got to do that. Um, and really genuinely feel no compulsion to, at the end of the day, go with someone's idea or someone's thing that they disagree with. Because actually, you know, even if it's Joel or Keiko or someone that you really respect, like it's your song. It has to come from your heart and it has to fit in your context. So it may just be that, well, yeah, Keiko, I kind of see you're right, but ultimately in my heart, I still want to say this or I still want it to sound like this, and and that's okay. Mm. I think sometimes it is difficult to articulate what you can see in somebody else's song. So it, mm. it, it's mm. kind of, you hear it or you sing along with it, and it's kind of clear, oh, yeah, that needs to change. But it's often can be difficult to explain how you know that. Mm. And sometimes you try and explain it, and you don't say quite the right thing. And and therefore, when you're receiving those kind of things, it's helpful to think the main thing I'm hearing is that bit could be better. A bit like Keiko mm. was saying. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the absolute specific point will be spot on. But quite often it's just, right, that's a bit for me to go away and work on and I'll come back and I'll, I'll see what I can do with it. Um, and then finally, just your kind of top tips for getting through the year. It can be a slog these 12 months. It's a joyful slog, but towards the end or at certain <laughs> points, there are there are highs and lows and lulls and all the rest, aren't there? Uh, what have we got? What will be your top tip for getting through the year, Sam? Well, I would just say don't be afraid to post just a fragment. So if you get like, you've got two lines and you think, oh, this is rubbish, just post it. Yeah. Um, and then I just say be really gracious with yourself. You know, some people go through, you know, surprisingly awful situations or whatever. And just, you know, do be gracious with yourself. It's a challenge and it's a, it's a community, but it's also you know it's nobody's judging you if you don't get it get everything posted or don't do it as well as you'd like to do it's it's not about that at all yeah that's that's great advice i don't know that i have uh 
anything else to add to it. Just um, have fun and try not to take it too seriously. Um, yeah, it's it's just a fantastic learning experience. So my tip is be in charge of it because then you can't get away with not doing it. <laughs> you feel the pressure of 200 people depending on you. That's my best tip. It's time for the theme for the very first challenge of the season. And our theme this time is Songs of Christian Hope. What do you mean by this? Well, I noticed a lot during uh, lockdown and COVID and um, current situa- global situations, we in struggles we say things like ah but what our hope sustains us our hope keeps us going but then when we ask questions about what that hope is we find quite often we're a bit hazy on the details and and i've been thinking about this for a bit and also i read um uh glenn packiam's book so glenn packiam is a songwriter um, and now more of a uh, church pastor and and quite a prolific author now and his um, doctoral thesis was looking into expressions of hope in Christian worship songs, contemporary Christian worship songs. And he did this by surveying about a thousand um, US worship leaders and asking them various questions to do with hope but a, a key thing was just which songs bring hope to your congregation or bring hope to you, I can't remember which way around it was. And then he looked through these songs and found that Quite a lot of them were very present time oriented. Very few had any real articulation of a future hope with any kind of detail other than a sort of a, a, a slightly generalised thing. Um, and uh, it was very interesting. Um, it, it did also occur to me as I read it that some of the questions, I felt like people were slightly answering a different question to which he asked. When he said, Get, tell me a song that brings you hope, it was almost like people interpreted it as tell you a song that brings you comfort. Or, mm. or brings you solace or other things and those things do belong together but they're slightly different aren't they so when we talk about songs of hope which i think we can therefore see is quite a quite a gap in the general repertoire um it's a big concept so i thought well why don't we take glenn's definition that he you know he spends three chapters working his way to it so you can read them all if you want to um But this is how he puts it. Christian hope is a confident assurance grounded in God's promise and faithfulness as revealed in the scriptures in general and in Christ in particular, that the triune God will bring about the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come at Christ's appearing, making heaven and earth new and one by means of what has already been accomplished at the resurrection of Jesus. That's right, isn't it? That's quite wordy, but it's It's really just about what are we expecting as Christians? What are we waiting for? What are we confident of? What is good that is yet to come that has an impact on life now? Um, Yeah, and that's that's the bit that I think the definition is slightly lacking on in that it talks only about the future and it says it's what's already been accomplished at the resurrection of Jesus. But I guess I would say it's not only been accomplished, but it's been sort of kicked off. And you know, people, when they talk about this stuff, they talk about the now and the not yet, that there is something about our hope, which we do experience now. You know, God is kind of breaking in, in, in you know, through Jesus and through his church. And we're praying your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. So and then, you know, we know that that's not going to be in its fullness until Jesus returns. So that's, that's an important sort of tension. But uh, yeah, in terms of uh, what people see as the kind of key components of Christian hope. 
uh, as with lots of things, there have been various ideas throughout the centuries, but uh, we can take some core things that basically everybody generally agrees on, which is always helpful. And they're, they're quite creedal things. Um, and the first is that the hope is entirely built upon the resurrection of Jesus. Without the resurrection of Jesus, there is no future hope. Um, and not only as the basis of our hope, but actually as the, the model, the paradigm of our hope, what we expect to come, the resurrection of the body and so on, is the resurrection of all, you know, the restoration of all the cosmos and whatever else. It's all, it's all begun in the resurrection of Jesus. And that's where it finds its beginning, its basis, but also its model. Um, the second is the idea that history has bookends, it has a creator, but it also has a judgment at the end. And there's this kind of, there's this two end thing where God as creator and judge kind of belong together as ideas. Um, the, the third is what I mentioned that is the idea of the resurrection of God's people is the, is the key component, um, the bodily resurrection. The next is the idea of a new heavens and a new earth that um you know the bible talks about in a kind of in more like talks slightly more terms of heaven coming to earth and joining like in that sense but the being made one being made renewed and that actually the hope that we have for the future is the basis for our mission now it's the basis for our activity and our work um so it's that kind of as you mentioned that kind of now and not yet and the creeds are quite a useful place to look. You know, they say various things about things we believe. Uh, the creeds are not designed to be simply an articulation of hope, but the hope that they do speak about is a couple of lines. One is in the Nicene Creed, he will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom shall have no end. And we look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. These things that are um, to come. But what has been a problem historically and even now is that in sometimes in the laziness and other times in the poetry of our sung language we can get the details kind of hazy we can lapse into a sense that um, our hope is to disappear off the earth and go to heaven a completely different place and, and lose the whole idea of new creation and um, mm. heaven and earth coming together um, and um, we can do it sometimes because it kind of sounds nice in songs. So I was thinking there's quite a lot of songs talk about the idea of God taking us home at the end of mm. our lives. You know, um, how great thou art. When Christ shall come, shout of acclamation and take me home. Mm. Gives you the sense of we don't belong here. We belong somewhere, somewhere else, which is biblically true. But it's such an incomplete picture of the of the final destination, the final hope. And a similar thing in, in Christ alone borrows the same kind of language until he returns or calls me home. The idea that going home home is heaven um uh, it also struck me thinking about this that uh in ten thousand reasons again it's it's a sort of it's perfectly good language but um and on that day when my strength is fading um etc still my soul will sing your praise unending and and it can just it's got that little sense of oh it's my soul that goes on existing mm. rather mm. than my body now it makes perfect sense in the song because the whole point is bless the lord oh my soul so it is this mm. you know the soul but it's those kind of things and it means that we end up not singing about things that we consider kind of earthly yeah so a lot of the gaps that we've identified whether that's the kind of environment ones we identified in Dutch ecology or the one of the challenges we did in the in the previous season of of 12 song where we were looking at bodies and physicality um we've looked at work and vocation you might think about how we interact with society. If your, uh, to use the fancy word, eschatology is, oh, all of that's going to just be wiped away 
and we're only going to be considering the spiritual then we don't really care to sing about those things anymore because oh well they're not really important but if we believe in that sense of renewed heaven renewed earth renewed bodies uh then actually you know and that that what god is going to do then is impacting our what we do now then actually bodies becomes a good thing to sing about and work and environment and society those things become you know kind of come back on the table uh, as things that we can sort of include in our worship songs there's also a quite a prevalence in a lot of popular modern worship music to have a very sort of presence-based theology which is about god's presence now being the kind of core my experience of god's presence now being the core of almost of my faith my theology and so it, it god will help me now god will help me through my current storm that is my hope mm. and that, there's a sense in where that is hope in with a small h but a, a hope with a capital h has is just so much more far-reaching what we're trying to think about here is not just um how am i going to get from today to tomorrow yeah um but the big picture, the the longer picture, the longer game, and and that we as Christians believe that there's this, there's a big future coming. There's some yeah. big stuff. Well, I've been thinking a lot about this too. I mean, suffering is just um, such a a given mm. uh, for everyone's experience, and so trying to learn how to get through it is um, what we're what we're all trying to do. And um, it's helpful to think about how our current suffering isn't just kind of random chaos mm. that we're waiting to escape from that um it has meaning in the future so i'm thinking you know that death is i've been thinking about this passage how death is swallowed up in victory mm. like swallowed meaning like like taken in and ma- made greater like when we eat something mm. right it becomes part of you and makes it greater so there's something about our current suffering that it isn't just something to be escaped, but there's there's something so meaningful about it that as bad as it could be, I mean, and of course the ultimate expression of suffering is Christ on the cross. I mean, suffering doesn't get any greater than that, but even our relatively uh, to that little suffering has this potential of being transformed, you know, in, in the future. So it, it has meaning mm-hmm. that that act of, of clinging to him through our our worst suffering is is creating something that is so glorious that will have its ultimate fulfillment in the future i suppose mm. but but it's meaningful now um i love uh first peter the one is that is that um the living hope passage mm. i feel like it it captures that idea that we have this living hope for the future um but then it describes this refining that happens yeah. through our current trials so um, I don't know. That's probably some, somewhere in there is where I'm going to be yeah. um, thinking. Well, we're going to throw a few ideas out here. They're just with any of these themes, there are always a bunch of different angles you could take. Um, what we never really want you to hear is you must write this song. What we what we're saying is mm. here's a here's a theme, and sometimes you go really sort of super specific on it, and other times it's a sort of springboard, and you see where it takes you, and it you might end up somewhere related and or um very general or very narrow or and there are different places you can put yourself in the whole kind of discussion and conversation around it so i'm going to throw out a few suggestions for ideas um keiko and sam you you jump in as well where you've got um things to add to those or or maybe examples of songs that do those well and other such things 
So the first is just to be a bit creedal about it, right? We believe this. This is this is the stuff we believe. That would be a great song to sing. You know, worship, the things we recite in worship form what we think. They form what we think are important, what we think are core beliefs. Um, and if actually we're going to sustain a, a kind of sense of holding on to a future hope, then just talking about it in song is going to be a good thing to do. So a a We Believe song, the one I thought of is a classic Graham Kendrick song where he set the one of the creeds, We Believe in God the Father. And it's just got the verse at the end. We believe he come in glory, judge the living and the dead. It's stuck. I've known it for years. It's stuck in my head um, as a, you know, it's resolute. We believe. Yeah, I love the, there's a Geraldine Latty song where she's, she sings on that day, there will be no injustice on that day. There will be no more poor. And then it goes. So today I will live, I will mm. work, I will join in. So she kind of puts that kind of creedal stuff first of like, this is the truth. God's going to come. There's going to be no more crying, no more just injustice, no more, you know. And then she says, and and then so. So she kind of brings the two together. Uh, that's really worth looking at as a very explicitly kind of uh, mm. hope song. I was also thinking about the, I think it's Hill Songs, the King of Kings song has the verse about to reveal the kingdom coming and to reconcile the lost, to redeem the whole creation. You did not despise the cross. So it kind of unpacks um, angles on the cross that have a kind of future hope um, angle. Um, second idea is instead of just talking about the future, why not talk about the whole narrative from, from the beginning right to the end? It's a great way to tell a whole story from creation through to the, to the expectations for the future. Um, not only is it quite rewarding, but also I think as humans, we're, we're kind of narrative beings. We exist in time. We exist in a story. The Bible, God talks about his himself and the world and his plans in the form of story so often. So I think just telling the full narrative, and you can think of good examples. The the one on the Doxicology album, God the Word of Life Created All, works its way all the way through to, to the future hope. Um, it's a really good way of, of doing that. Yeah. Um, another way to approach this is to think about it specifically, like Joel's already mentioned about the resurrection of Jesus. So give it a kind of focus on, on Christ, you know, bodily resurrection in a, in a sort of, in a heavenly resurrection body. Um, it's a real central part of our, of our hope. And it gives us a, you know, a glimpse of what's to come. And I was trying to do that in my song, Christ is raised. Yeah. Um, in that it talks about you know Christ is raised and therefore what is the implications of that for me personally yes it's you know I'm free from sin but also there's an implication of that for the for the world um, for the for the creation for the cosmos some of the things that Keiko was talking about you know Christ is raised um, therefore my struggles have a purpose he's alive so my hope is not in vain um, so that might be one to look into um, and then also, also as we think about future hope you might also think about the fact that we need to kind of wait and anticipate that and part of the now and the not yet is that there's a pain in that because we're kind of going oh we know it's going to get put right mm. but actually we're in this place of well it's not yet it's not it's not happened yet um and we with engage we did a project called um worship in the waiting and i wrote a couple of songs set to to christmas carol tunes um one was called We Have Heard the Distant Bells and We Wait With Great Expectancy. They both have those those kind of expressions of how long, O oh Lord, or, you know, um, when are you, 
when are you coming back mm. um, and actually Keiko as well do you remember that you wrote a, a hymn for that called Take Heart I remember it <laughs> it's great I'm going to read a bit of it um, Take Heart dear sisters fear not dear brothers all you who yearn for the Lord the night is long and the fight is hard but know Christ has already won and though we see the sun go dark and the moon give up its light we'll know when all the heavens quake and the stars fall from the sky He'll come in glory, glory riding on the clouds. The night shall flee and every knee will bow before his majesty and power. So such like biblical truth there really expressed and, and that sort of sense of like, hey, guys, we know it's hard, but there's a hope here. And let's let's root our, you know, not it's not a sense of just like, you know, wishful thinking. It's like, no, we can trust in this in this hope. Mm. And I, I think it's important on this month other times we've we've done challenges and we talk about writing laments and other things that we want to keep hope in view and that's the aim here so it might be very faintly in view but it's hope in something not just a vague but you know some just trying to see the hope in something as what is helping us in the pain rather than just a kind of hope uh, it'll be okay yeah, because the word hope, I mean, we often use it. I hope something is going to happen. You know, I'm not sure if it's going to happen, but yeah. I hope it does. We use it that way, right? But this is a different hope. This is um, a hope is being sure of something mm. in the future. So, um, yeah. so sort of getting that distinction, I think, is key. Exactly. I think it's also worth saying, you know, your song doesn't have to be called Our Hope in Christ is This. You don't, you don't, you don't have to name it so explicitly my song is about hope now you might like to and that's great and you want to get the word hope in lots of times but you don't actually have to get the word hope into the song to be inspired by and to work with these kind of ideas so i just want to kind of free us from oh no it's another one called hope in christ oh it's good what's this one called oh it's hope in christ <laughs> which will happen and that's <laughs> fine too but you don't have to name everything explicitly when you you don't have to name the idea you're exploring all the time and sometimes that just frees you to to work with it um yeah. and i i do also think i'm, I'm quite struck by this idea of the resurrection bodies because that the, the idea of or just bodily resurrection i don't think we're very good at singing about it mm. or talking about it but it's such a key component of christian hope so we will sing things like our greater day is coming when the king will reign and all sorrow will end and we will dance on the streets of the golden but we don't sing about well, just that that thing, that's a core bit. I don't even know how to suggest how you do it, but I'm throwing it out there, that you actually pick a, a real detail like that, and that's quite a big detail, and you think, mm. right, how am I going to work with this? What am I going to do? A, a tip for it would be keep it really simple. Keep it simple and repetitive. Oh, there'll be bodies, bodies, yeah. bodies, <laughs> dancing on... I don't know. Just keep it, you know. You don't have to write loads of words sometimes, especially something that's a bit difficult to write about. Sometimes the fewer the words, um, the better. Yeah. Someone can... You can have that idea for free, yeah. Sam, if you want to... <laughs> if you want to use Thanks, it. That's my song. Um, a, another thing would be you just you kind of take a bible passage or a few verses or something and and there are all kinds of places you can go in the new testament for this um and uh, and and indeed the old testament um you know classics like romans 8 1 corinthians 15 other things a bunch of places in revelation there's all kinds of places i think i read somewhere the only place that doesn't really articulate future hope very well is hebrews so you um, i might be wrong but you can you can check it out um but sometimes actually saying, this is quite difficult to get my head round. Therefore, I'm just going to try and work with the Bible. 
text and i'm not going to worry too much about getting my head around it i'm yeah. just going to try and convey what it says and yeah. that is a good thing to do in a song um i think that can be really helpful any other suggestions any other ideas for how you might approach it there are a few little phrases like i said the, the songs that i wrote um i had come lord jesus as my sort of refrain uh, maranatha you might want to dig into that a little bit um how long is another those little sort of almost like little liturgical prayerful phrases that are in the mm. in the new testament might be good ways of just finding that sort of you know little hook or something um and yeah what you were saying as well about you know focusing on a bible verse the danger i what i will find probably or certainly have in the past is that i will try and do an entirely comprehensive <laughs> yeah. eschatology of a song. It's just no one's going to want to sing that song, you know. Um, so, yeah, just just pick a little slice of it and do that well rather than trying to do everything and, you know, yeah, tick absolutely. all the boxes. Um, advice. We don't all agree on the finer points of this. So there's a bunch of stuff that what we basically do but for example whether you're a millennial pre-millennial post-millennial or whatever those things mean um you may know full well you're one of you know you hold a particular position let's not get into it the point is you will find people in our group who are going to hold slightly different positions on some of those things and i was just thinking about this and in one sense hey look we're all digging around a bit to try and understand it so if you've got a pretty clear idea and you want to write your song based around that pretty clear idea then then great because that's going to make sense in your context so we do tend to encourage that but also when you're critiquing if you think someone is taking a theological stance that you're going to find difficult to get on board with a helpful thing you can do is to say if you were to change it this way then i would feel i could sing this too and that could be really good in a way that's not saying i want you to change your theological position but i've got an idea for a different way of free phrasing it which just allows us both in and I think that's a pretty good thing when it comes to songwriting, isn't it? So that that could be a way into it. Okay, this is going to be a this is a tricky start. Do you think? Have we picked a tough one to get going on? Yeah, this this is. I don't know. <laughs> we can do it though. Yes. We, can we can do, do it. it. We can do this. <laughs> Songs of Christian hope. If you if it's scary, just keep it simple. Or do the bodies, bodies, or bodies. Oh, we got bodies, bodies, bodies <laughs> rising from the dead. Resurrection bodies. We got bodies, bodies, bodies from the toes to our head. Resurrection bodies. We got bodies, bodies. <laughs> Great. Now all I've got to do is three critical and helpful comments, and I've done them. Done. <laughs> See, if, if Paul Zark sang that, we'd all be going, "Oh, it's the best song I've ever heard." <laughs> Wouldn't we? Come on, come on. If he, if we say, "Well, his vice." <laughs> yeah, that's the greatest song ever. Why is it when I sing it? It's so funny. Keiko laughs. <laughs> We've lost Keiko. <laughs> um, we do have a special event happening in the middle of September, um, which will help with this. We're going to have a sort of study songwriting stimulation type day where we're gathering at London School of Theology. I know this doesn't help those who are not in the UK, but for those who are... Um, and um, New Testament theologian Conrad Gempf is going to join us today and steer us through stuff around. He's going to talk about some of the evolution of the ideas of hope through the scriptures and some of the key themes in the New Testament and so on. And some general stuff to help us as uh, um, towards kind of engaging with this kind of theology in song. Geraldine Latty, our great friend and just songwriter and uh, songwriting um 
teacher in extraordinaire um, is going to join us as well and lead some workshops to get us um, creatively stimulated. So this is on the 14th of September. We'd love you to join us. Um, and there are details um, in the 12 song challenge stuff that's going out. So we thought, hey, first first month, well, that's it. We're going to put on a day. So it's in the middle of the month and it could be really helpful for getting us all um, thinking and just expressing the idea of hope better in our songs, whether that's whole songs, little bits of songs, or whatever. Um, at this stage, I think it's unlikely that we're going to do any kind of streaming or other stuff. So I apologise for that, but it's just a sort of bridge too far for us. But um, we will work away towards that kind of thing in the future. Uh, I want to give you a heads up of two other things before we finish. That is the Worship Songwriting Retreat. Um, next year, the one in Yorkshire, we had a wonderful time. This year is going to be from the 2nd to the 6th of July. And um, I just want to give you advance warning that we're going to open the booking of that towards the end of this month. And so, you know, if you sort of need to kind of get funds together. And we have a variety of different ways you can come, but it's going to cost around between 250 and £425 or so. Prices are a bit higher this year, as they are everywhere, but, you know, we've done our best. So that's coming up. And then finally, next time it's going to be our one hundredth episode. Woo! Oh, so wow! Um, yeah, I mean, so how how should we mark it? How should we celebrate? I feel like it should be special somehow. Any ideas? That's a good question. Joel's going to write a hundred songs. Send in your suggestions for how yeah, we can make it special. Yeah, basically. So we're not sure. How should we do it? I feel like we should. It's a hundred episodes. That's pretty cool. So, yeah, if you've got any ideas for how to make the hundredth episode uh, a big celebration, that would be lovely. Mm. We'd love to hear from you. Well, thank you very much, Keiko. Sure. Thank you very much, Sam. Thanks, dude. Thank you, guys. And uh, we're going to finish with a featured song. And I just picked out one of the ones from our uh, new album that's coming up very shortly, Sing a Hymn. This is a, a hymn by Jim Seddon. I think this is pretty old. must be a good 50 years or so old. Um, but a very new tune a bit written by Rebecca Bees and recorded um, fairly recently um, and sung by the wonderful Freddie Kofi, as the rest, well as the rest of the band that we gathered. So um, we're going to finish up with this, Tell All the World of Jesus. Till next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Tell all the world of Jesus, I'll sing.